Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I have a blown out eardrum from Matt Sodacan. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Rupier. I'm James. Like, I'm right... James. Hi James. Like, right before I hit record, Matt's like, hang on, I gotta get a beverage. <laughs> and just... What was that beverage in Rupier? It was a Dr. Pepper. Oh, not quite. That is the correct soda. It's, uh... I actually don't think it is. I think Coke Zero is the correct soda, but I'm not gonna. I'm not here to argue about which soda is. I, I will literally fight you on this next time I see you. Yeah, and you would literally be wrong. Yeah, whatever, oh whatever you want. <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, thanks to our uh, patrons at patreon.com slash nexus at night and uh, $10 patrons like uh, like uh, Cole and Nate who, uh, who help support the show. But uh, today, and if James is here, you probably know what we're talking about. It's that uh, a almost infinite loop was discovered. Um... That ended up not being a thing. No, it is an infinite loop. People were wanting it to be a thing for different reasons. Oh, but, like, it, it sucks. It actually yeah. sucks. It, oh, yes. It doesn't do anything, which is kind of the problem, right? Yeah, but... Let's talk about what it actually is first. Yeah, okay. let's explain what it is. Okay, before so... Before we talk about what it is. Um, James, you want to read the, the card in question here, the grade three? Oh, I don't have it okay all right i got it if no one else does i mean there's only one line that we're actually analyzing today yeah um so uh this card is a cephalath ader shin malkuth malek am i pronouncing that correctly sure okay so no (laughs) no what is it then Uh, the first word is shin i said shin shin malkuth malek Okay, never mind, I heard wrong. Okay. But this, you know know what Shin means? No. It literally means new Malkuth Malek. Oh. It's the new Malkuth Malek. The name's hilarious. Okay, yeah. It's like tacking the word, it's like tacking the word Neo in front of, Neo in front of something. That's essentially Shin. That makes sense. Um, but, uh... It's got a whole bunch of effects, which we'll, we'll read the whole thing when uh, it comes time for the set review of Clan Selection Plus. But the important thing, it's that uh, continuous on Vanguard Circle, all of your units on R with a protect marker cannot be retired by any player's card effects. Now, uh, that means that protect 2 has protection of your stuff from being killed by, like, oh, Kagero, or whatever, but... Protection, uh, protection from retire, yeah. for those who get that. Yeah. But the thing that um, everyone immediately thought of was uh, Giant Deity of Distant World Valkyrian, who has an ability that says, when on a non-astral plane circle, retire this unit. Mm. First cards mm. I thought of were the Aidroids, because that's clearly what they're meant to be used with, but sure. Right. But that's not what people think of, because this is a card game community, and people aren't going to follow the lines that they've drawn for us. Um, so, everyone thought, hey, I could put Valkyrian, mm. which is a Cray Elemental, onto a Protect 2 marker while I have this uh, Malak Malek on Vanguard Circle, and now I have a 70k beat stick uh, with drive checks that go into soul. 
So mm-hmm. that pretty good. ended up not oh. being a thing, and who wants to explain why? So, do we want to get into like the rules of how uh, skills work? Yes, because sure. people are so, dumb. <laughs> so, how skills work, especially since this is an auto, is that um, all all auto triggers go off at the same time. Then you choose one to resolve. Then you resolve that. Then you go back to the beginning, pretty much. That's essentially how the cycle works. So when you play this card, so the auto will activate right off the bat. Um, notice the the, the, retire, uh, the self-retire on Valkyrion is an auto. Notice it's not an auto once per turn. Um, so essentially, when you play this card, that auto will continuously trigger. And normally, what happens is it just dies. So once it dies, it gets sent to a new zone. And when it gets sent to a uh, a new zone, it essentially resets the card, so now all those triggers are gone. Resets the state of the card, so all those triggers are gone. So you don't have to deal with infinite triggers of this must be retired. But, if you have the new Malkuk, uh, what happens is when you play, when you somehow call Valkyrion onto the board, um, what ends up happening is, so there's infinite auto triggers on the, on the stack right now. Like, sorry playing too much magic uh, but there's infinite auto triggers so you resolve one auto trigger great now you go through resolving the skill now you have to go back to the beginning and resolve the rest of them but you can't resolve infinite triggers like that so what ends up happening is the game is forever stuck in that loop so it just goes nowhere it just goes, becomes a draw yes uh so unless you're like a d-bag and you're like, I'm just going to play this draw. Is it, does it actually count as a draw, or do you lose if you play this? I, I, well, in a lot of Bouchard events, draws are double losses, right? Yes. So, so you are effectively just losing instinct. the game okay. by playing this. to make this. your opponent also lose. Yeah, okay. but yeah. it's not like a... I know, in, you know, I, I know in Yu-Gi-Oh, if you make an illegal move, you either can't do it, or you lose the game if you make it, if you make it infinitely in well, Yu-Gi-Oh. In Yu-Gi-Oh, they okay. So for a while, there there's this card called Self Destruct Button, which uh, basically ends, yeah that ends the game in a tie. So what people would do is there would be that one guy who uh, runs Final Countdown. He gets his game one win, and then he sides in the Self Destruct Button, which then allows him to continuously get ties, which are not double losses; they're ties. Um, oh well, it, what I did. And uh, I'm I'm an offender of this card. Is I played Chainburn and I would side in the self destruct button. Fuck you. Okay, so, same principle then. Like, <laughs> no, there's, there's there's an actual deck that exists and it's like decently consistent where it just it puts you in a situation in Yu-Gi-Oh where your opponent they cannot play any cards or else they activate an infinite loop, so they literally can't do anything. Oh, the situation, I believe. I've never heard yeah. of that one. It's like uh, surprisingly consistent, but I think it, the consistency got hit quite oh. a bit recently. Oh, it's a new thing. Oh. It was the one where it was like, I had to deal with like, I think it was butter. It was like the one where it's like, hey, switch the target of this if if your opponent has like, you know, like something with cards. But anyway, yeah, it would cause an infinite, it would cause an infinite loop because if your opponent played any cards, they would, uh, they would have like more cards or something. So like, Eh, I don't want to. I don't want to entirely, but yeah, it causes. So, kind of like this. but the point of that is that when it would eventually go into time, if someone has an like you know a one zero record, 
it, it the win. win the win is just given to the person who won game one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in Vanguard, that's not a thing. It's just double loss because because it, it's best of one. So yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find the specific ruling around this in the comp rules. Oh, I just you think it's to... fun. What? You go to um how to resolve skills. Yeah, it, tell, it tells shows you the loop around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like eight point five point thirteen point one situation triggers trigger once when the game meets that situation and is not standby. If the automatic ability resolves and the game is still in that situation, then the ability triggers again. Yeah, pretty much this this, this thing is triggered infinitely, and you can't yep. resolve it. Infinitely. Yep. Right, so. You know, you're just stuck in this infinite loop, and then, yeah. So, practically speaking, this doesn't work and just results in a tie, but we wanted to talk about this hypothetically. Let's just say it did work. It doesn't, but hypothetically. Uh... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I think a lot of the people who uh, who say this probably are not Angel Feather players. Mm-hmm. Or they don't, they're not as crazy about Angel Feather as I am. Uh, so they thought the first assumption I think people got wrong is the first assumption is that you can actually call this card from hand, which you can't. How are you going to call a grade five when you're on a grade three Vanguard? The reason why Genesis could do this is because they had like cards cheated out essentially. Well, that's part of their plan, but like, yeah, essentially they cheated out without calling it naturally. So how do you naturally call Valkyrion? From your hand, uh, you don't. Yes, you just. So that means we that means we have to superior call it from somewhere, and we don't have any superior calls from hand because we're angel feather. So hey, we have you know we have damage zone, and of course we also have drop zone because everyone's ground blue now. Um, <laughs> so, but here's the problem with that. Problem number one is a uh, problem number one is just like the. The available cards to be able to call it from the damage or the drop zone. So, in the damage zone, we have calling from the damage zone. We have we have Metatron. We have um, a Metatron, Armady. Uh, we have uh, Hamiel. Uh, might be missing one more, but those are like the big per- ones that were relevant. Uh, but the problem with those is that Metatron, you have to be on Metatron, so you're not going to be on the new Malkov. So, uh, as soon as you call back Huron, he dies. And Hamiel, Hamiel, to get the call skill, you need to be, you need to have a black Vanguard. So, um, so that means you're not going to be a Malkov. So as soon as you call with Hamiel, it dies. Okay, so let's go to Drop Zone. So Drop Zone, we have, uh, we have the old Malkov, and we also have Raguel. Uh, so if you're on old Malkov, you're not on new Malkov. So as soon as you call it, it dies. And then, like, if you play uh, Raguel, Raguel, um, Raguel is so Raguel is the only card that can call it from the drop zone. So there's only there's only like two cards, at least that I can remember, that can actually successfully call Valkyrion in Angel Feather, and that's Armady and Raguel, both of which are like pretty dated cards at this point. And then if you even do call Valkyrion, uh, Valkyrion doesn't get his drive checks because he has to be specifically called from hand to get his drive checks. So you have a 70k beater, which is like 
cool. Probably 75 because you have to have one for tech two. But that's it. You have to not you have to like set him up into the graveyard or into the damage zone, then call him out with two cards in your deck, well four ups in those decks, and then hope he doesn't like nothing happens to him. And yeah, yeah, 70k beater. I mean you could just go for like, you know, like a 65k for a critical homiel, but yeah, you can go for a 70k beater. That's fine. Oh no sense on the homiel too. Jesus. <laughs> So you have one card, realistically, that you can really do this with? Two. Mm -hmm. Two, but they're both very dated cards. So this ha this would have to have, like, a super huge impact. And they require you to either have them the drop zone or the damage. And it would be a 70k vanilla beater. 70, yeah. 75 well, is protect two. Well, it's my protected, 85 because like... of Malkuth skills. True. 85. <laughs> but it's, it's, also like protect it's also, like, protected from everything, which is nice because of new Malkuth, but, like... This just seems... And correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, maybe maybe an outsider to this, this just seems worse than just playing the Glavrel Casino deck. Exactly. That's why I was like, you might as well, you, you'd rather have a slightly lower power Hamiel, but it's just like no Sentinels and it's going to fucking kill you from anywhere. Yeah, and it has like, you know, 8,000 criticals. Yes. Like, a deck with two 80k vanilla be This just sounds like Soul Saver from all the way back at the beginning of the game. I think the closest, like, comparison for this, for Valkyrian, would probably be a, like, roided-up Skull Dragon. But, like, that deck could do other things, because you sacrifice so much by using this card. Yeah. And the, you have it's to like... actively put bad cards to make this card work. Mm-hmm. And then... And then you have, like, three vanilla attacks. I mean, this is, like, vanilla, but it's still, like, a very scary vanilla. But, like, if one damage is still one damage in a deck that can't yeah. multi-attack. The... Now, the, the third effect of Valkyrian, the thing where it, like, gets a drive when you, like, place it and all that stuff. Um, oh, wait, when placed from hand, not even. So, just yeah. Yeah. not going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. You get, you get nothing. All right. You, you, you lose... Good day, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so now for all the people who saw the meme and were like, oh, can I do it? You can't. All right? We're done. I'm out. No. Uh... Even <laughs> <laughs> if you could, it's, like, pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that, like, even if it's just a meme that doesn't work, it still kind of caught my imagination because I'm like, imagine if... Uh, like, but sure, it starts making these Cray Elementals that, like, do not generic stuff. Uh, that's how you get to Zun. That's how you get to Zun. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no wonder they're kind of afraid to, like, dip their toe in the pool there. Because, um... Yeah. It's a hard needle to thread. Yeah. Probably the coolest thing you can do with this Angel Feather, and it's probably, like, not even that good, but it'd be funny is like a premium where on your last multi attack you call this card from the damage zone what just to end the game right there like it just no just as oh. like the final attack of your turn oh just call it that it's would like be about as good as i can see it getting that'd be kind of a neat like dunk or, or you just do that as a flex on uh yeah. mm. doesn't necessarily have to be your last one because like angel feather gets a lot of stands a mm. lot of triggers with stands you don't get the drive checks, but, like, you're repeatedly attacking with a huge number. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. 
you just play a casino in a different deck. That mm -hmm. probably isn't even okay. that good. Yeah. Also, like looking at all of the astral plane stuff again, I think the reason why people expect to be able to just call Valkyrion is because the astral plane specifically allows you to ignore grade when calling car when calling astral deities. So I imagine this is just Genesis players who are used to being able to just slam down Valkyrion from hand, I mean, expecting uh, it to work the same way in every other clan. I actually don't even think it's just Genesis players. I think most people think, because like, everyone's just used to seeing it being called from hand. It's really weird yeah. to not be able to play a card, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's that, and then like where they fixed the... Uh... The guard or not fixed. They just changed the guardian mechanics so you can call any grade from hand there. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It definitely like your your brain kind of glosses over the rest of it for sure. I'll admit I kind of forgot about this detail too when thinking about this. Me too. Like, wait, what are you guys talking about? This sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And especially because as of OT. Uh, not OTT, as a Bermuda player, we have Lee's a lot, who specifically gains grade plus one in hand, so you can play her at grade one. You mean grade minus one? Yeah, grade minus one. So, so yeah. <laughs> this is just... Yeah, I guess that is just the point, is not a lot of people actually thought about the fact that you can't just jam him from hand. I will I will kind of say this, though. Oh, Bushi Road definitely like future proofed the hell out of this card, which props to them for that, for future proofing the hell out of this card. Yeah. The only Although... way it can work is if like this can work is like if you have a, a something that prevents it from Well no, even then it wouldn't work. You'd have to have yeah, it straight up doesn't work except with Astral Plane. And the place from hand thing makes it so that it's hard to cheat it out in case you have something that stops the first skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only clan that has successfully teched Valkyrion <laughs> is uh, what Gear Chronicle, because yep. you just bind yep. it. Yep, five grade, let's go. Gear Chronicle remains to be the, um, the champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, if it was grade four, if Valkyrion was grade four, then... then oh, wait, no, because you would have no, to we, strike. No, we don't have grade fours. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to stride. You can't, you can't ride Valkyrion. No, no, not so much that, but, like, if you, uh, if you were to, uh, like, if it was grade four, I was about to be like, you could call it from hand if you strode, and then I realized no, because then you lose the Malkuth effect. So never mind. Oh. That one's out the window, too. Yeah, yeah. That was the other thing about, like, ending the turn, ending the turn on him. Ending the turn on him is, like, sure, but, like, that means you didn't stride. Mm-hmm. And Malkuth kind of doesn't do too much, honestly. <laughs> the the more fun effect is that first one, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um interesting. Still haven't figured out a way to uh, do it during the battle phase, but sure. Hey, same. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I haven't really been looking. Yeah. Well, at least he's honest. Yeah. Um. So, uh. This is our, our last episode, not just of the year, it is. Uh, this is our last episode of the 2010s. Don't remind me. Yeah. And uh, we started in 2016, so we started in the 2010s. Wait, wait do we know January's coming up, or is that confirmed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, who knows? It might just be December 
2020. I've seen that meme. For the 13th month of, uh, <laughs> of 2020. That would be... Yeah. Well, technically, it's January 1st, 2021. What? So, so like, it's the number 2020 and then, like, the word one. and then So it could still be 2020 if you waited a long time. <laughs> Just, just, just stop. It's a joke that works better written than said, I think. Um, anyway, uh, so normally, like normally, our last episode of the year, we just talk about nothing, uh, yeah. and just do tangents. But we know what do we do normally? That n- nothing. We just talk about nothing. But oh, yeah, yeah. the problem is that uh, we have a whole other bonus show for uh, people who want to like support us for it's on our patreon that i mentioned at the beginning so i feel like it's kind of redundant to do that again when we just recorded one two days ago um (laughs) so i wanted to like i wanted to bring this up now uh if what are our new year's resolutions for the next year and then on new year's eve or the, the last show of the year for 2021 i'll like play them back and see if we completed them wouldn't that be kind of fun? That sounds cringy. Oh, it's it's cringy as fuck, but uh, why not? It kills time. It kills time. You guys think I have New Year's revolutions? You guys are wrong. <laughs> uh, there is no jo- there is no joy or aspirations to be found on this podcast. What about my? Why don't we talk about my crack theory about Angel Feather and COVID nineteen? How Gavril was good support, and around when Gavril came out in America, like a week or so after, I think, or a week or so before, the vaccine started going out. Okay, this is just stupid enough God. to work. So, uh, fine, James, do your thing. But oh, we're... no, it's just like, it's just like, mo- mo- just saying, like, most of the notable, like, Angel Feather releases coincided with, uh, whether in Japan or in uh, the West, happened to coincide with um, an event having COVID-19, with COVID-19. And uh, previous two sets of Angel Feather, besides the Gabriel set, was pretty bad. And those, like, Mark, I believe it was, like, the first one, like, or, was it Urgadil? Because after Urgadil, Urgadil was around when it was starting in China. Um, Malkuth was around when places started shutting down. And now Gabriel came out around when the vaccine is being sent out. And notice how there is a uh, Gabriel significantly higher quality of a deck than Malkuth and especially Urgadil. Mm. So, and you know how like the Cray, the planet Cray and um, our world, they're linked to each other. So things that happen there affect here and stuff like that. Oh well, <laughs> the reason why COVID-19 has been so long, terrible as it is, is because Bushiroad has been designing some really <sighs> crap Angel Feather cards. And because of that, We've had to put up with this so long. But now that Angel Feather got some recently decent support, now there's starting to be hope things are kind of working out now. So yeah, everything but... is Bushy Road's fault. But now the new Malkuth is bad, and we have, like, new strains of yeah. Yeah, so evolving, <laughs> and everyone's going into lockdown again. Yeah, new strains. So wait, Ma- Malkuth is, like, the, the allegory for COVID-19? It's just, like, somehow, like, you know... If you think hard enough about if you think about hard enough about anything, you can make connections. And I've thought hard enough about this to make the connection between Angel Feather and COVID nineteen. Just stupid enough to work. Um, 
But yeah, like uh, Malka got released. There's the new strain, but but we don't know if that strain. We know it's more viral. We know it's more virulent, but we don't know if it's more deadly yet. So there's still a hope, and we don't know if the vaccine works on it yet. So it's like a Malka. We don't know the new Malka is good or not yet, but it's kind of looking not good. <laughs> My God, awesome! I, I I like I I'm so pissed off at how stupid that thought is, but it's so. Like, what? Like, complete of a thought. Yeah, I remember how like we discussed this. Malkuth and Malkuth came out. That's a bit after when Malkuth came out in the United States. That's when Alvin City went on complete shutdown. Um, and then when Malkuth first came out uh, in Japan, that was around when the COVID nineteen started spreading to the West, or when people started realizing it was spreading to the West. Yep. It was in the next country, then the next state, then the next city, then next door. Yeah. Why is why is this a trackable thing? Is my question. <laughs> I told you, if you think long and hard enough about something, you can find a connection between anything. Yeah, but like this wasn't even that difficult of a thought. Is the problem. So the meme is Malkuth is the tracker for COVID nineteen spread. Gavril is the tracker for the vaccine. Possibly, like, like Malkuth is a separate deck than Gavril, so it's like it's Angel Feather, but it's a different variant. So it's like COVID nineteen, but a different strain. Uh, I hate this. <laughs> I think we all hate this. The amount of effort that went into just not wanting to say what your New Year's resolution was is staggering. I mean, we can still do that. It's just James decided to <laughs> jump in with this thought. No, it just cause it just so happened to line up again. <laughs> just so happened to line up. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, I don't really have I don't, I don't have New Year's resolutions. I don't. I just assume that it'll always be awful. And I can never make myself better, so I have them. Uh, I'm not sure. I assume it's one of those things where, it, like, voting ended up being important, even though everyone said it wasn't. So maybe it definitely wasn't important in my state, even on a local level. Helpful, thank you. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna. My resolution is to to save more money because uh, the the entirety of this pandemic, uh, I have managed to tread water in terms of, like I've kept my job, thank God, but it's always been like everything goes into rent and then it it's just perfectly even with my savings never increasing. Because the, the the savings that would go in to that account every month uh, would get transferred into my checking for random bullshit like my you know my tires dying or uh, yep. this or that. So the goal is to save more money. That's my resolution. And now one of you guys go. <laughs> uh, what, goals for twenty twenty. 
I mean, uh, 21. Yeah, 2021. I actually, I think I actually fulfilled a lot of my goals for 2020. We'll have to revisit that episode. Or no, from years back. Same now. Why not? Well, I mean, I I recall my goals for 2020 just being art related, so oh, I have okay. more or less followed through on those. Good. And in the similar vein of like short term goals that I was already working on, anyways, is just more art related stuff and whenever we eventually maybe work on their youtube channel yeah i think that's a good resolution for all of us there yeah. Matt. there's your resolution like <laughs> get the youtube channel off the ground and like expand I... the patreon and all what that are you guys yeah. gonna do on the youtube channel because i assume it's going to be separate from uh core right yeah we're, we're, we're we've like what are the plans for it uh, not sure. Uh, I feel like we have spitballed ideas, but haven't like picked a direction. Um, That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sooner or later, one of us is just going to start rambling into a microphone and post it for the world to see. Sure. And then hopefully everyone doesn't hate it. I'm currently in the middle of uh, finishing this... Uh, article for the patreon which will then be like we're, we're starting to release our written stuff on mm -hmm. like a time release so patrons get to see it early and then everyone else you can yes you know. and one um, day i will start publishing the weekly write-ups in a timely manner so yeah. i can or so that i can schedule them for a time that makes sense that isn't six forty-five in the evening yeah you do what you can but the the article is about um how having too big of a card pool in terms of deck building can fuck up your decision making process because the when people hear this i think the the video is already going to be out but i played three games of premium with commander jaime for his channel and got my ass handed to me in all three um and I put it down to my deck building, which turned into this schizophrenic mess by the end because I have so many great nature cards that I'm like, you try to do too much at once and then end up, you know, too too many cooks in the kitchen. Just focus. Thanks, James. I'll be I'll be sure to do that. I mean, I play Commander. <laughs> That's like a game where there's like a, you can, you're supposed to build your deck in multiple directions most of the time in case one plan doesn't work out. Yeah. That's where like your decision making with. The massive pool of magic cards gets like kind of. Messy. I think kind of the the way I look at it is like with large card pools, there are more traps yeah. of cards that like <laughs> look like you want to play them, but you exactly. really shouldn't. Yeah, because um, it turned into this thing where like I was trying to, like you know, Great Nature can do a pseudo denial driven thing, but it's a, uh, I guess a three card combo. But that's um, where like the the focus kind of comes in. Because you were doing too much, just focus on, like, one strat. Yeah. And I did try to do one strat, but it was a thing where I was like, well, what if you have no cards in hand? You're going to want to run Leopold, so you can call so stuff. So, the, the way I normally approach deck building, and this, you know, people could agree with this or disagree with this, is I do... What, what James said is basically correct, is where, you know, you you want your deck to do something. And so you say, okay, I'm going to design my deck to do that, to do that thing. And then if you want, to, if you use, and then if you get an idea to do something else, you have to think about, well, do I have space for it, or how much do I have to give up, whether consistency or can I even, you know, 
Like, is it is it realistic for me to do something else in this deck as well? Which might not always be the case. Having talking, having been talking to people about deck making, especially since I got a few people into like Commander recently for Magic, I, it, it's I think a lot of people kind of underestimate opportunity costs of taking out a specific card. Kind of like the trap in Magic for uh, of taking out too many lands or in Magic in general, taking out too many lands. Because mm -hmm. there isn't... Although the land doesn't really do too much or anything really cool, there is still an opportunity cost attached to it. And when that gets too high, then your deck just falls apart no matter how good your cards are. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing that that's, been, like, that's part of the article is uh, trying to get people to stop ripping on net decking so much, um, which we've... We've had this position before. You know, don't reinvent the wheel, all that good stuff. It's really bizarre to me that it's 2020 and people still care about who net decks and whatever. Yeah. Like, net decking, like, it's good. It just gives you a structure to begin with anyway. Yeah. So It's so mm -hmm. hard to work without, like, a structure. Like, especially mm -hmm. when you're new to something. Yeah. It's just That's... like... Like, what do, what do good decks look like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Literally me, every time I... I start thinking about trying to test something for the channel. Literally me, whenever I do anything. I'm like, well, what are what are the good people doing? Why are, And then you can think about, well, why are they doing it? Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of energy as the I did this before it was cool people. And I'm like, oh, just, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Just, uh, just fucking enjoy what you enjoy. Uh, <laughs> if there's anything to get salty about, just be like, oh, they power crept this, or they... Mm -hmm. you know, did that i feel like just this person copied my build it's especially funny where you have people posting deck literally posting their deck list on youtube this is my deck list and then somebody like you know copies it because they, they they want to you know try it and they're like but wait how come that guy's net decking well you freaking put it up online if you want to keep it a secret keep it a secret yeah like 12 attack pale moon oh, <laughs> That guy. Honestly, <laughs> honestly speaking, I haven't heard that much like ripping on decking in like the Vanguard community anyway. Maybe I just. Oh, haven't. I have. It's it's okay. all over Vanguardians. Oh, yeah. I'm not part of that, so. Oh, oh. Yeah. It, yeah, it's I definitely remember it being a thing when I was more active in the community. Yeah, Vanguardians hates net decking for some unexplained reason. Like why? Um. Hmm. I think it's this weird, like, want to be a rugged individual. Yeah. And but... also, like, because people will use winning decks as examples of how you who should play something or why something is good, people will just kind of get upset at it because it doesn't validate their beliefs. It's either that or a thing where, like... Oh, just because you're running a good deck doesn't mean you're a good player. It's like a yeah. street cred thing. That's definitely true, but that's not that's has nothing to do with net decking. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, people who play good decks might not be good players. This happens all the time. It's actually a reason that plenty of decks have been banned in Magic is because, like, the deck would, in the hands of a worse player, would just become kind of untenable at tournaments, i.e., not be able to finish rounds on time. Mm -hmm. But like. That's not. You people shouldn't 
like, obviously, maybe those people should have gotten more reps with their deck, right? But, like, ultimately, it comes down to, well, net decking was fine. It's just, like, they didn't learn to play it. And that's mm-hmm. acceptable. I'm also going to add something onto this. I think that net decking is actually just good for the community in general. Because, like, a new player coming into the game doesn't know how to build a deck. They try and build something janky. They try playing. They don't have fun. They quit. So net decking gives you at least, like, a structure to deal with so that you can actually get some good mm-hmm. games in, enjoy the game, without having to commit so much research. Like, this is just some kind of some kind of weird elitist skating going on. It is. So I think, like, the argument I hear about, like, for new players entering the game is, like, well, if you get two TDs to play against a friend or something. But I'm sitting there, like, suck. okay... That's fine for learning the rules. If somebody has already played a lot of card games, they're not gonna they're not gonna need a like structured sit down about the rules of Vanguard because this game's not that hard. Yeah, honestly. Like, they're, and they're just like, all right, well, I want a deck that like does something. Mm-hmm. And like the TDs, I'm just gonna put out there from my experience, the TDs are mostly boring, really they boring. They are very. Boring. They are. They are the. Desi- I mean, they are trial decks. They are designed to teach you the rules of the game. I mean, at least like in Yu-Gi-Oh, the structure decks actually have some cool, interesting effects. But the Vanguard ones, you have like like what, a grade 1 and grade 2 vanilla. You have a grade 3 that does like nothing. Hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, usually things like the Legend decks will have a little more teeth. Will have some amount of teeth to them. It's just the trial decks are really, really bad. Like... You want to learn how to play trial decks are fine. If there are some good cards in there that you want to use, sure, it's fine. But like, boring. Honestly yeah. speaking, with the money you spent on a trial deck, it might be like you might be able to build a better one of the budget deck that costs like nothing. It might actually be better to do that. Yeah, I mean there are several perfectly mediocre tier two decks that cost like two dollars for the grade three boss. Mm-hmm. I mean. Especially now, like, uh, my friend Edwin, you guys, our friend Edwin, uh, he plays Standard, and, like, we were talking today, and he was telling me that uh, he was looking up stuff in Premium, and it's like, even that stuff is pretty cheap. And I'm like, join us, Edwin. I I was just looking at Victor stuff, and I was like, huh. V Extreme Battler was like two dollars. Bustard was like two dollars. I could probably put together the whole deck for standard and premium for like fifty total. Oh, Atlas, you should have definitely put something in the title so people will like actually watch past the whole um, Angel Feather Crack Theory thing. Oh, in, oh, in, for the for the episode title. Yes. Uh, right now so we're I actually have... discussing something. Oh, I, I have it called uh, "Stupid Loops with Angels and Deities." Right now, should I change that? That's something to know. We actually continue after we go through the crazy stuff. Stupid Cause... loops and... Because <laughs> it's actually kind of turned into an interesting discussion on that decking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about this? Uh, stupid loops and net decking, which is less stupid. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, that's what it's been changed to. We've managed to with- maintain our format for the year-end by just talking about a completely different topic from what we originally planned. But I still think it, it, it's an interesting uh, thing to go through. Um, the net decking thing? Yeah, the net, the net decking thing. I tried to do the New Year's resolution thing. No one gives a shit. Whatever. <laughs> and that, <laughs> sorry, everyone, is how you 
everyone, it's how you distract Atlas so you don't have to talk about your New Year's resolution. <laughs> my New not... Year's resolution were things we were going to do anyways. Notice, yeah. notice, it was notice it was about to be my turn, and I just said something, and the topic completely changed. <laughs> <laughs> do you oh, have one, James? Huh? Save me. I mean, it was my plan to change the topic, so I wouldn't talk about it. Well, now, now, now uh, that one's run its course. So please, sir, do yeah. you have one? I gloated too soon. Um, <laughs> uh, probably one of same similar to you. Work on saving money. That's about it. Well, spend uh, less money on card games. Interesting. My New Year's resolution is to play is to spend more time playing various MMOs. <laughs> the thing about the thing about playing MMOs, especially if like if it's like a sub base, you actually end up saving so much money. That's true because you do nothing else. Yeah, and it, and it's like sure, you pay fifteen dollars a month, but like, dude, that's like not much. You're buying zero new games. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I remember I remember those days. I remember those days. I, I can't play MMOs for very long periods of time anymore, especially since I'm going through uh, graduate student hell right now because of COVID nineteen. Oh, buddy. Yeah, uh, checks out. Sounds. Fucking awful. I am TAing while also trying to do research, which I'm fighting for time slots with other students because only a certain amount of people can go in. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. Uh, I also I'm also TAing, so I'm teaching. I also need to write exams for that class now, uh, and I'm also working a full time job. What the being the grad student like? They don't give you a grant. It, it you have to you also no, have so the full time job is because of a personal thing. It's uh, it's like my dad's company is uh, right now because of COVID nineteen, it's difficult to hire people, mm-hmm. and there's like a very large like my dad he works in like freight forwarding, specifically with China, and right now because of all these like economic decisions being made, there is a lot of imports coming into China right now. Mm-hmm. Like before Trump even did his whole thing, there's so much more right now, uh, because of what Trump did. Uh, so we're actually buying more from China right now, I think, in the lots of areas. Um, but yeah, so his off the office was overloaded. Uh, he can't, he has a difficult time finding people because COVID 19. Um, so I just happened to have worked there before, so I'm going into work to make sure he doesn't stay at the office every day until like 1 a.m. Damn, dude, Damn. that's rough. So yeah, now I'm staying up to like 2 to 3 a.m. every night. That's gonna be me in a couple of weeks. Because I've taken four classes, and one of them is basically an internship. Oh. Honestly, I think classes... Like, classes online... I mean, I, I'm not talking about the perspective of a student, but at least for, like, the class I was teaching, I don't think it's, like, that hard, to be honest. But teaching online is... Uh... It's difficult. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> there were, like... There was so much drama, and like, hopefully, no one I, I taught listens to this podcast, but or we can cut this out. I don't know. But um, if you want me to cut it out, I will. But you gotta well, like let me just know. talking from experience. Just like anyone who's like going to online classes right now, who happens to be listening to this, like in college or whatever, be nice to your professors and your teachers, because I know like the professor I worked under uh, for the class is also my uh, PI, so. Uh, I work in her lab and she's like such a nice person. She spent like so much time working on reorganizing everything in the lab, like everything. She wrote everything from scratch to adjust it for COVID-19. 
And even when classes were going on, she still wasn't done. So she was like, has like what, like only like a few hours a day to herself to actually like rest or do anything else. But because of the online classes, a lot of students were like, oh, my education's being ruined and stuff like that. I mean, they just sent her so many complaints, complaining about grading, complaining about classes and everything. When like she spends so much time working, trying to get everything to be good. But and what she ends up getting is a bunch of students just complaining to her. And it's just, ugh. So be nice to your teachers, because like they're going through a shit ton right now, too. Yeah. Sorry, that was a rant, but I was like, no, stop. No, Guys, good rants. Uh, be nice to your teachers. Be nice to uh, frontline workers. Just be nice to people, I feel like. Yeah, that that's fine. <laughs> or don't let COVID-19 be an excuse to be an asshole. Yeah. Like, I'm doing art classes online, and <laughs> honestly, like... But do you draw digitally? Or... Well, yeah, but these are all digital art classes, but, like, in general, doing critiques online is... A lot harder in real life. Like the amount How do you of time. Tone? Hmm? But do people take things like the wrong way a lot more online, or? No, we do like video calls for like critiques and stuff. So okay, cool. we still Discord. Oh, it's not Discord. Sorry, uh, Zoom. I feel like I'd be happier using Discord than Zoom, but Zoom is a Zoom is kind of a mess. Yeah. All <laughs> See, now oh, I'm imagining, yeah. like, uh, the one college professor who's like, all right, we're classes meeting in Discord. Don't you mean Zoom? No, Discord. <laughs> that'd be so, dude, that'd be so cool, because there's also, like, an open forum to talk about stuff that isn't, like, on the school's website. But I guess it's not regulated, so things would get out of hand. Yeah. yeah. No, but, but it would just be funny, the one professor who, like, does that. They're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The biggest thing is because, like, no one wants to have an actual three-hour-long Zoom meeting. Classes are, like, half the length they normally are for all the talky portions, but then we don't have any in-person working time to be able to give on-the-spot critiques or advice. Yeah, as, like, as like teaching, uh, a lot of times, you know, we send students off to kind of work on their own or in groups and stuff like that. But like one advantage of being there in the class is you can see if a group is struggling or if like you can hear a group is kind of on the right track or off the right track and then you kind of step in and help them. But it's like very difficult. So it's like some students I feel like, you know, if you're off track, but it's hard for me to tell when they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Also from a student perspective, my sense of time management has been completely effed up by being online. Like, my sense of time management has never been good. It's only gotten worse with online stuff. Are you are you working, like, a job right now, or not really? Nope. Yeah. My, my sense of time was, like, very off until I started uh, working full-time at my dad's office. Yeah. I mean, once we start working more seriously on the YouTube channel, it'll basically be a full-time job. Yeah, but... You can work on that any time, so I think yeah, I think your time schedule will still be kind of off because you can just like work on that whenever. Mm-hmm. And a happy new year! All right. Uh, <laughs> um, any anything else uh, we, we, we want to say before we uh, finish our last episode of the decade? Uh, no, I hope everyone had a good Christmas and uh, uh, have a good uh, or whatever holiday you happen to be into. Mm-hmm. And. and uh, I hope uh, uh yeah. <laughs> good new Happy- year and stay safe. Yes.
Yes, everyone have a happy communist socialist system of Islam oppression. <laughs> and uh, speaking of oppression, uh, if you guys want to support the show, patreon.com slash nexus at night. Find us at nexus at night on Twitter or Instagram. Where can they find you guys? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at wiggums 2 gcz you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. And find me at Atlas Novak or uh, the other uh, my other podcast at Bad Reading Pod, Twitter, Instagram. James? I may or may not exist on the internet. <laughs> Direct I, questions to the rest of us. Yeah, I get the feeling that like one day he's going to be like, oh yeah, I just, I gave up. I'm a, I have a social now. Oh, I have social media, but I don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> So, Except for, I don't actually on Twitter, because yeah. it's Twitter's a, it's dumb. It's a place. Uh, Twitter I, is a horrible mess. I use it for jokes, but that's okay. Uh, we'll see you all in 2021. Happy New Year. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. I'm James. And have a good night, everybody.